What's up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to Hold My Bread, a financial comedy podcast. I am Matt Backus, and as always, well, not as always, Joel Wachowski's missing. He's at the uh, NFL draft, so we have uh, my uh, good friend. You've heard him before on the show. Give it up, Ari Finley. Hello, Ari. How you doing, buddy? Just Thanks the for coming only back. I can fill Joel's shoes. Yeah, I honestly, you're the person that comes to mind every time we need a fill in. I, I, God, I, I just love talking to you, and you're so smart, and I don't know, it's just great. So, Joel's, uh, I think it's more, here. <laughs> I think it's more that I say no to nothing, I say yes to everything, and it is both a gift and a curse. I need to start saying no more. Okay, so see you later. I'm done. I'm done. This is the end of the podcast. Yeah. No, you know, I just like I. I feel like I'm. I have such like FOMO about uh, life that I just say yes to everything, so I don't experience the FOMO. But then most of the time, when I say yes to something, I I do the thing, and I go, "Well, that was not worth doing at all. I shouldn't have done that." Right. That's something yeah, I, I think like, I've I mean, learned I feel like with comedy, especially that happens a lot because you're like, well, I don't want to be missing out on a possible opportunity. Like, cause I've definitely had situations where somebody will invite me to something and I'm like, I don't want to go. And I'm like literally so close to not going. And then I go and I get to meet somebody incredible or I get booked on a show. And my first thought is like, wow, if I hadn't gone, I would have missed yeah, it. See, that's a gift and a curse because then like once, see, that's the same thing that I did. Like, you know, it, it happened a couple of times but then you think it's going to happen every time. So you're, you just like get dragged into these situations on the off chance. You're going to meet, you know, fucking like Rob Reiner or somebody. And it's like, that's not, I'm not going to meet Rob Reiner at this dingy bar in Bushwick on 11 o'clock PM on a Wednesday, you know, like that's not going to happen. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's true, but you know, the crazier things have, you know, Colin Jost popped into beauty bar one time. I ran into, uh, I ran into um, Jackie Mason on the sidewalk once, you know, Jackie Mason. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing about like being in your twenties when you're in your twenties and you're still in your twenties. Yeah. No, I'm 30. You're 30. Okay. So when you're in your twenties, you think I got to do everything. I, I got to do everything. I got to live my life. I got to have fun. I got to enjoy it. And then you hit 30 and you're like, I don't have to do shit. I don't have to do anything. I, I could say no to that's the best part about having a kid. Whenever I don't want to do anything, kid had diarrhea. Kids can't <laughs> sleep. Kid is holding a gun to a, 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 a poor person's head on the street. And I got, you know, it's like I can just blame whatever I want on her. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny, too, because I, I just uh, was talking to somebody about how when remember when you were a kid and you didn't want to do something, you would just be like, my mom says I can't go. That disappears. Yeah. And now you have a new one. You've got you've reset. Uh, you get to. Uh... That's the only reason I had the baby is yeah. to have an excuse. I do you know how many times I used to use my mom said I can't go. I remember the first time I was invited to a party. I was a junior in high school, like a drinking party. I was a junior in high school. And I was so nervous about being forced to drink because I like wasn't ready. No, I was a sophomore. I wasn't like ready to drink yet. And I was like, my mom said I couldn't go. Or no, I made up a lie that I got into a fight with my mom, called her a bitch, and she grounded me. Oh, so you had like backstory and everything. Guy, I mean, my, when I was a kid, the lies that I would uh, like, I crafted like Truman Show level elaborate like <laughs> total lies multi-layers there are characters i would you know i was really really it was bad like i think there was a point where i was like am i a pathological liar like is it am i a sociopath what was do you remember your biggest lie uh well here's here's a well here's a a story that i've told for a long time and i don't know who I am in the story. If I am, uh, if this happened to me, if I did it to another person or if I just observed this happening. Uh -huh. Okay. It's like one of these stories I've been telling so long in a, a certain way that either I'm telling the truth or I'm telling a, I've been telling a lie so long that I believe it. 
Like if they hooked me up to a lie detector and I told this story and they said, is that true? I would say a hundred percent. And it would say that I was telling the truth. Right. Cause you, at this point you believe it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so when I going to hear this though, and be like, that is not how that happened. That's fine. Whatever. They, I, 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 I'm not saying it like I, if it's not true, I want someone to tell me that this did not happen to me because right. in my brain, this happened to me in the fourth grade. This is like okay? a that Bernstein bears thing. The Bernstein bears. See, is it Bernstein or Bernstein? Who knows? There's no E. It's Bernstein Bears. <laughs> All right, Jewish. sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack you. Okay. In fourth grade, music class, okay? There uh, is no... We were we played, like, our instruments after school. We weren't allowed to bring them home, okay? They were, like, you know, violins, violas, cellos, all that garbage. Mm-hmm. So I played the viola, and I was like, I want to... Screw this. I want to practice. I'm taking my viola home. So I, like, snuck into the room, took my viola home, and then like was practicing at home. And I think I like left it in the wrong um, place. And I like snapped the neck off of the viola, like a expensive, like, you know, handcrafted viola. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I can't, I don't want to get in trouble. So I uh, super glued the viola back together. Oh, fuck. How you're in fourth grade. And I like tight. I was in like fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. Okay. And I like tighten the strings, super glued it back together, snuck in the next morning, put it back on the viola rack after school. The next day when we have music practice, everybody picks up violas. I obviously pick up a different one. Cause I don't want to touch the one that, and you know, the teacher's like, okay, everybody put your, let's, let's start. And this kid who I'm not going to mention his name puts the viola up and it just snaps in half. He took my viola and it just snaps in half in his arm and he gets like in so much trouble from the teacher. And again, I do not know whether I am in my mind. I was the one that broke the viola and sabotaged this guy. But in in my heart of hearts, I don't know whether I was that person. I was the person it broke under and I got in trouble or whether I was just in the class. Wow. That kid thought he was the strongest kid in fourth grade. Yeah, he the kid picked it up. And it's a lot snapped. of people don't know that kid turned out to be the mountain in what's that show? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it, so I can't tell. <laughs> I wish I was trying to think of a. Not that I wasn't listening to your story. That's a, that's that's a big. Uh, that is interesting, but I I don't think I I don't I can't remember any of my. And if, if I have a big lie when I was a kid, I do remember being in like middle school and lying and being lying so much that I, that I remember they were, they like told me like the boy who cried wolf and they were like, think about it. Think about it. You got to think about it. And I'm like, all right. I, okay. I got it. They called you the boy that cried wolf. No, like you've heard the story. Yeah. Yeah. They like read me that story and they like sat me oh. down and they read me the story and they were like, see, this is why you don't lie. Your friends gave you a middle school intervention? My No, my, my mom and the teachers. Oh, your parents. Oh, yeah, parents the teachers like, and your parents? Oh, yeah. Sheesh. I was a bad student. I was I got in trouble a lot in middle school, and I got they were, you know, it was not good. It was not a fun time. School was not a fun time for me ever. But now you run this wildly successful financial podcast. You're up a billion dollars. It's true, exactly. I'm a proof that you don't need to go to college to uh, lose and make a bunch of money. Yes, you're the proof and not... Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk. Well, I'm a lot like them. You know, I, they also didn't go to college. <laughs> and outside of that, you have so much more in common. Uh-huh. I mean, I also would like to host SNL one day like Elon. So what do you think is going to happen to the Tesla stock? Before, like, what do you think that there is like, if the show, do you think that there's going to be a direct correlation that if the show is bad, because it's ridiculous that he's hosting SNL. Okay. I mean, SNL, whatever you can make any arguments, not what it was, whatever. It's insane that anybody without any kind of acting experience or even like is funny like not even as an actor or a comedian, like there are plenty of people who are funny, like Peyton Manning was so funny right. on SNL, but like Elon Musk is not funny. It's like one of the things that people know about him is like, he's like awkwardly unfunny. What do you think the, if the show is bad, do you think that Tesla stock is going to take a hit? 
that's curious. That's interesting. I don't know. I I am more interested in do I like because you know that they're going to talk about Dogecoin, and I'm more curious to see what that what Dogecoin what he does to Dogecoin than than Tesla. I hadn't thought about Tesla stock. I I don't know unless he gets on there and says some crazy stuff because I feel like when he gets on there and when he gets on Twitter and says crazy things about it, that's what really affects the price. So I don't know if it will affect it negatively or positively but i guarantee you they're going to talk about dogecoin and oh, every yeah, time he tweets about, about it it goes up so i'm hoping there's a big uh big spike you still feel pretty good about it I, I feel amazing i mean how could you not like i understand the way people are negative about it but it's like it's gone it's grown so much in such a short amount of time it's plateaued it stayed pretty consistently around the 30s I just don't see how you couldn't feel good about it. Mark Cuban is talking about it. Elon Musk is talking about it. Mark Cuban is taking it at the Mavericks like arena. I mean, Oh, is he really? I didn't see that. Yeah. 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 You can, they've, he posted the other day that he's, they've taken like 6,000 transactions using Dogecoin. Um, but how do I, how do I, you know, I have all of my Doge and Robin hood. Like how do I, exchange that for goods or services well so this is what sucks is robin this is another reason robin hood sucks so much is that they don't have the ability for you to transfer your dogecoin to any other account you don't actually own the dogecoin on robin hood but i did see a tweet from uh vlad who we hate that that robin hood is working on a technology that we're or working on a system that will let you uh, use your Dogecoin to buy things. So I think they're going to let you transfer it to different people, maybe even transfer just it Doge or any kind of crypto. I think any kind of crypto. Yeah. So, but I think I mean, who knows when that's going to happen? And like I said, I don't trust Robinhood as far as I can throw my phone, and I can throw my phone pretty far. Uh, how, far how far? How far? I bet I could throw my phone uh, probably twenty yards. Matt, Matt, I'm very strong, Ari. That's not the point I'm making. I could really frisbee that mother. That's not the point I'm making. 20, <laughs> y- 20 yards, not far. <laughs> That's pretty far for a phone. My 89-year-old Holocaust-surviving grandmother could throw a phone 30 yards. <laughs> That's the I only reason that. she got through the Holocaust. I mean, she was chucking shit left and right at these German soldiers. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, you know, I don't know. I I feel like twenty yards is pretty far. I was trying to I'm trying to shoot low so then everyone's surprised when I throw it thirty five yards. But I, I guess a phone is just really hard. Like you could throw a. Are you saying like you could throw a baseball further than you can throw a phone? I could definitely throw a baseball further than I could throw a phone. Okay, so Baseballs you're are not saying twenty twenty yards is not the farthest you could throw an object. It's oh, just no, the, of course not. The I could throw a football. I could throw a football so far. I got a, I got a rocket. I got a cannon. Matt, come on. You, how far can you throw a football? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since I've thrown a football, but I can throw it pretty far. I could throw it over your ass. <laughs> how far do you really think you could throw a football? I got I the throw a football dynamite yards. reference, by the way. Huh? I said I got the Napoleon dynamite reference. By yeah, way. yeah. I, I thought I could throw a football 40 yards, 45 yards. 45 yards. What's the rec? What do you think? I think I didn't Michael Vick throw it like a hundred yards. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. That's pretty far. I mean, that's like, isn't that the length of a football field? Yeah. There's no way. I don't know, but I bet I could throw it 45 yards. Probably. I don't think I could throw it accurately. I couldn't hit anybody, but I, uh, I could throw a football pretty far. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 120. 120 oh michael vick eat your heart out 120 uh, yards no i if you give me a, a junior ball my problem is i don't have big hands so right. like it's tough for me to really get around a full-sized in none of this tom brady bullshit like an inflated nfl football like they're fucking huge like people right. it's like a watermelon you're throwing right so it's like really, if big. you give me a junior ball junior ball i could probably throw 60 or 70 yards yeah but a, a full-size ball, probably 40, 45 yards. That's why I don't think you can throw it 45 yards. I don't. I still don't think you can throw a phone 25 yards. But <laughs> Well, uh, that, this, I, see, this is content for the Patreon. If we ever uh, upgrade our Patreon, we'll have videos of me doing sports things and we can place bets on it. I have, uh, I have uh, a bunch of burner phones that you could chuck to high hell. Oh, uh, that sounds oh. great. I always wanted to do a, uh, I always wanted to film a sketch where like public freak out where you like 
someone pretends to call an old phone and you freak out and in public and smash it or you're like, oh, yeah, fuck me. Fuck me. I shot this and throw it. I shot ocean. this sketch. Oh, yeah. There's just something fun. I just think it would be funny to watch people's reaction if you were like get a phone call and then throw your phone into the sea. We did that. Me and my brother did this like 10 years ago in Grand Central Station. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's a great. I, I've always and we never it. did anything with it. It's just it's somewhere like the footage is just somewhere of us just smashing phones like I told you to sell. And then you just smash the phone in the middle of uh, Grand Central. Yeah, that's so funny to me. And just walk away, like leave the phone and just walk away. Or to, like I said, throw it off the pier into the water and just be like, yeah, fuck. And then just yeah, but yours would not go 20 yards. And mine would hit a seagull and bounce back into my hands. Um, all right. Well, I feel like we should talk. We should get a little bit of finance. I've been having fun talking, to you, but we got to get a little, um, get a little finance. Did you? Uh, do you own any Apple stock? Oh yeah. I mean, I own most of my Apple. I own in a in a Roth because to me, Apple stock, especially post split Apple stock, it's free money whatever you want to like throw a bajillion dollars in it's not going anywhere you know it's not going down at any point from the split right so you know i don't want to be taxed ideally i don't want to be taxed on any of that growth so you know as a percentage total let's say for example i own a hundred thousand dollars in apple stock i don't own anywhere near than that but let's say i own a hundred thousand dollars in apple stock 80 grand of it is owned in a Roth because I don't want to pay. There's so much room for uh, growth that I don't want to pay taxes on the, on the growth significant amount of taxes. So I have some stock, some Apple stock just generally, but most of it is in a, uh, is in a Roth post split. I'm, I moved it over. That's one thing that people don't know right now is the, do you talk about like the differences between Roth IRAs and IRAs? I don't think we've or talked no? about that actually. So that's a like if you're if you're investing, looking at talking long term investments, retirement investments. If your uh, if your company or wherever you work gives you the option of a four hundred one k, an IRA or a Roth IRA pick the Roth IRA option because the nuances of a Roth IRA versus a regular IRA is that in a Roth IRA, you do not pay taxes on any of the growth. So if you see a thousand dollar growth in value in a regular IRA, you're going to pay whatever capital gains taxes at X percentage uh, on the growth in a Roth IRA, you pay nothing, nothing, nothing. The incentive right now after Trump passed his tax, uh, his tax law uh, in 2017, the big tax cut for bajillionaires, there was a, a small carve out where they made the um, when you can if you have money that's in an IRA or a 401k and you want to you can convert it into a Roth, but there's a penalty. They reduce the penalty percentage to do that in like 2017. So the look at what you, the, the advice I would say is look at the uh, investment that you have, find out what the, the cost to convert the money from an IRA to a Roth IRA. It most likely right now is going to be cheaper than the actual growth, than the actual taxes you would pay on in 20, 30 years when you want to liquidate or sell that asset. It's like a, it's a, it's a really weird nuance of tax law like people don't look at tax laws and investing hand in hand they kind of look at it as two separate things and they shouldn't because there's a lot of things that you can do totally legal tax um i wouldn't say schemes because that is a negative connotation but tax mechanisms to increase your investment Interesting. Well, so see, I guess, but I don't understand then is why would anyone ever choose the, other? why wouldn't you always choose? Like, why would they even give you an option? Like, I don't understand. What's the benefit of an, a regular IRA? Well, let me give you the benefit of a, uh, of a Roth IRA versus a regular brokerage account. So 
in a or the downside of a of an IRA or even a Roth IRA is that you can't pull the money out until you're older. So there's a penalty to liquidate the asset until you're, I think, 65. Right. It's like taking your 401k out early. Correct. So the but the the difference between a Roth and a regular is that tax implication on the growth. So I I, I just think that it, they are two different things because they were invented at two different times. It was a you know a product of the the state of the 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 country and the Fed rates and all that kind of stuff. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I yeah, I didn't really know that. That's that that we should do. I feel like we could do a whole episode almost on that alone. I mean, if you want, if you want a a, a tax wonk who can speak to it, my father is the most fun, boring tax accountant in the entire world and could explain it way better than I. That'd but be great. That, that's the thing that like it, it, the good thing I have about having a, an accountant as a father is that people, when they're looking at in, investing, they look at the, they don't see the difference between uh, like cost and opportunity cost. So, you know, when, when you make like, it's kind of like when people go to the gym, they work glamour muscles. Uh-huh. But they don't work like legs and traps and, you know, like they work biceps, chest and abs. That's it. Right. right? Looking at your body. I know you're only a glamour muscle guy. Of course. Absolutely. Right? I don't need to be strong. I need to just look strong. Right. So, you know, investing in stocks and bonds and, and uh, crypto and all that, that's glamour muscles. Okay. But understanding the tax implications of how you invest is traps, lats, legs, because you can maximize your investments by how you invest them in things like Roth IRAs, things like um, uh, uh, mutual funds versus, you know, versus treasury bonds, that kind of stuff. Okay. It's really because it's boring. That's why nobody thinks about it. It's so boring. Right. Right. And that's why your dad, I mean, it's kind of like your dad has a job because he's like, I can think about this and no one else will have to worry about it. Cause, and people will pay me. It's so boring that people will pay me to, to, to worry about this for them. Right. Well, do you know, okay. So do you, does your dad do your taxes for you? He didn't this year because a, he's getting older and I need to start to learn how to do it myself. Right. Um, like we did it together, but like I signed my tax uh, submission. Um, and it was, it's, it's gets very complicated when you're a comedian as successful as I am in that. I was just trying to make you smile there. Like I had, I had like uh 1099s from like seven different States. It's fucking a nightmare. Right. Um, yeah, especially, you know, and and you got to hand your dad, your papers and like, you ever seen that many zeros, Papa? Um, before the decimal, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've had, I did the same, I feel like I've learned just doing this podcast. I've learned a little bit about tax stuff, but I have like literally had the same guy do my taxes since I was like paying taxes since I was like, I guess, I don't even know when you start paying taxes, 18. I don't know. But like, yeah, I mean, some people never start Tim cook. <laughs> um, I've just paid him $50 every year to do my taxes and I, I don't even think about it. So yeah, you know, well, you're probably getting $50 worth of tax work. You know what I mean? Like you're probably not maximizing your uh, investments because of the, te- the, uh, the level of tax work you're paying for. So if I, you think if I paid somebody more, I would, it would be better for me. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how your investments are structured, but well, I've always probably, felt like, yeah, nothing against my, you know, the dude that does my taxes. I don't know. He's always done. I feel like he's always done a pretty good job, but it has crossed my mind because I've heard other people talk about tax stuff and I've always kind of felt like maybe this guy isn't maximizing what I need him to do. So maybe I need to look into, into somebody else. Um, right. Like for example, but, and then you can ask your question. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, it's okay. Like. In the whole uh, GameStop stuff, I sold to take a loss. I sold, get out of GameStop, not with the intention of taking a loss, but knowing that I could profit off of the loss. 
because In when you take way. a okay. right when you take a capital gains loss the government allows you to basically carry that over and write that off as a loss that's what you know when people say that's you know the old seinfeld joke you don't even know what a write off is it's like people don't understand that when you lose you fail there are mechanisms within the tax structure that can actually work to your advantage like somebody like i don't know if you looked into all the trump stuff when he was when that new york new york times story came out about all the tax evasion he basically took a billion dollar loss on his casino and carried it forward for 40 years wow and didn't that's why he didn't pay taxes for 40 years because if you lose enough money like you know like i know like you've taken hits you probably have some losses Definitely. you can use those against your taxable income and reduce so, your taxable income wait so those would like offset your losses offset your gains not to necessarily net zero but yeah right it okay. reduces your taxable income okay interesting do you know i i know you're not like a tax expert but i was curious about this somebody asked me about this the other day is there is there, there's a gains tax on crypto right yes okay i kind of assumed um but i wasn't i wasn't sure so but I mean, right. when they say it's unregulated, when people say crypto's unregulated, that's in terms of uh, inflation. Like they, they, they can't, like the Fed can artificially, artificially inflate the value of the US dollar. That can't be done in crypto. Okay. But it is supposed to be taxed. Whether people are doing that because it's such a new idea, it's supposed to be taxed. But again, it, if you don't do anything with it, if you don't actualize the gains, like you have crazy gains in Doge right now, if you don't sell, you're not getting taxed on any of that because you haven't actualized the game. Right. Okay, great. Yeah. I and mean, I don't plan on, I mean, I would imagine by the time I do sell, it will have turned into like long-term gains tax anyway. Right. Okay. Well, it, it would, I mean, it depend, you could, if you, depends if you die first, but yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, that's my concern is if I die, what will happen to my portfolio? Again, these are all questions you could ask my father. He would know the exact answers to that. that well, I, I've heard stories, though, about how people are like, people have like an X amount of dollars in Disney stock and, and then someone dies and then eventually the government takes it and shit like that. The government, God, the government sucks, man. They're just taking shit from dead people and like, this is ours now. Fuck you. I hate that. If you had to guess, and I, I don't know if I know the exact number off the top of my head. How much, ta did we discuss this? How much tax revenue do you think the government takes in every year? I no, I don't think we did discuss. I don't even have a guess. Like I, I can't even imagine. Take a guess. I mean, it's got to be in the trillions of dollars. Okay. What What's your guess? I mean, I don't know. Two trillion dollars. I'm going to confirm still the in, the, in the in the national debt is still huge. Three and a half trillion dollars. Oh, see, wait. I mean, unbelievable. But it, it's like it's so crazy to me. Like that number is. You know, every when you like pass laws and, uh, you know, Democrats and Republicans fight, they're always like, well, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for it? It's like you take in three trillion dollars every year in just income tax. Right. So it's like you have plenty of money. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, how are we going to pay for roads or schools to be fixed? Like, you have plenty of fucking money. Right. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, uh, the. uh Oh shit! I was gonna say something. I lost it. It's 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 just yeah. It's so crazy how uh, oh the, the thing and it's been talked about before, but it's like the whole the whole 2020 how we were just screwed left and right, and they gave us like a little bit of money here and there, and they just botched the whole pandemic and all this shit, and we're still gonna they're still gonna get paid their three million dollars or their three trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. That's fucking unbelievable. And this is I so I've been on unemployment because I lost my job because of the pandemic. And early on in the pandemic, I guess they had sent me $1,200 more than they should have. $1,200. Yeah. I lost my fucking job. I got a kid to feed. I have a, a, a rent to make. And they sent me a letter last week that they want the $1,200 back. What are you going to do? Going to pay that? What do you mean? What am I going to do? You think I'm going to fucking hold money hostage from the government who do i look like a fucking <laughs> somali pirate <laughs> come on you're gonna pay the money back 
I don't want to. I submitted an appeal, but like, uh, I think they're going to tell me to go fuck myself. You should get get it back. How are you going to get it back to them? Just like a money transfer? Yeah, I'm going to Venmo them. Venmo US <laughs> slash Venmo gov slash treasury. You um, should give it back to them in the most, How's what's the most like annoying way to give it back to them? Give it to them in like, wasn't there like a man or somebody that like paid out a divorce settlement in pennies? I, yeah, I think it was nickels, but yeah. Yeah, um, you should do that to the government. Be like, no, Here's they your- deduct it. They just deduct it. There's no, like, like, I guess I could write them a check. You have an option of either writing them a flat check or making them just deduct it over like a, you know, a year or something like that. God, yeah. See, that's annoying. Just powerless, just absolute powerless against the government. Yeah. Devastating. Well, the reason I brought up Apple in the first place is you saw as an Apple stockholder, you saw that how they beat uh, revenue uh, this quarter by $12 billion. Uh, like what did they give a breakdown of what the, you know, what was the, purpose of it not the purpose of the increase but what was the increase rooted in um well i got a couple of things here in front of me iphone revenue um was 47.94 billion versus uh last year 47.94 billion versus last year was 41.43 service revenue is up other product revenue is up uh, mac revenue is i mean everything they're crushing on everything like Everything they have, like iPads, are up almost like two billion. Uh, Mac is up um, from six point eight six to nine point ten. I mean, everything is just crushing. The iPhones are crushing. Uh, it's just. I mean, I I bought I took a stimulus check and bought a new iPhone and a computer this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's. I I would not be surprised if a lot of the stimulus went to people buying new airpods buying new phones my phone i have an iphone like the iphone 12 i i spent a thousand dollars on this thing you know and it's just like i just did it i didn't think about it i just went and did it um and i was just thinking today about how i need new airpods my airpods are from like 2016 and they're i can hear them getting like i don't know if i'm going deaf or they're just getting quieter but um (laughs) not to go back to tax revenue to taxes for a second but like your phone, you know, being that you're a comedian and you film stuff on your phone, you can deduct part of your phone as a expense to your business as a comedian. See, that's the kind of stuff that I don't think the guy that I'm paying to do my taxes, I don't think he's doing that stuff. Matt, you're paying $50 to a guy to do your fucking taxes. I don't think he's working that hard on your taxes. You're paying him what a car wash costs. Okay. <laughs> Yo, fifty dollars for a car wash—that seems like a lot. Well, um, I'm talking full detail, leather <laughs> interior, everything. How much do you think I should pay somebody? How much do you think is a for a good job? How much do you think it would cost? You're talking. I have no. I have no idea. My dad. My dad has done my taxes for twenty-five years. Until, you think your dad will do my taxes? No. Damn it! Come on, give me that family. My dad bonus. is like completely one hundred percent by the book. Like every single money that you have coming in, Venmo or not. You gotta uh, uh, declare it. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't be having that. You know, I got. Right. I got some shady dealings. I need to be swept exactly. under the rug. But he'll he'll be ha- like he's talked to many comedians just on tax questions. He would be happy to answer any questions for you. Okay, that's great. Well, if he's willing to do the show, we. I mean, I'm sure we'd have. We'd love to have him on. Joel, uh, hopefully, can come back. We can have him. We can have him as a guest. I think that'd be great. Is yeah. your head funny? Um. I think if you have him on, you should have me on as well to help bring the funny out of him because he's can be an old Jew and just tell a story that lasts <laughs> fucking like six years. <laughs> that sounds great. Actually, we should have uh, you and your dad on. That would be really fun. Um, yeah, just two old Jews. Oh, you're Apple, not an old going back to Apple for a second. So like people will ask me because I do have a I'm pretty long in Apple. Um, like what? You know, how long can this insane like because you probably have the 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 graph up in front of you like apple's run over the last five years is like maybe the biggest bull run like it's probably outpaced the s&p index by like 200 it's probably crazy yeah so people have asked me like when do i think you know is you know is samsung gonna take a bit into apple's uh business you know what's good like is uh you know, people ask like Huawei, whatever. And like, honestly, I think the biggest um, threat to Apple is the U.S. government. 
what do you think? Like they're going to step in and be like, this has been going on for too long. We need you to like, I just, I don't think these, these massive companies are going to be able to continue not paying any federal income tax. I cannot like, I understand why they were given these tax incentives when they first started. I totally understand that. But for what, what was the number that you said they beat earnings by 47? Um, it, it was, uh, they beat expected revenue by over 12 billion. Okay. They the beat revenue by t- beat. They beat it by 12 billion. Not they had 12 billion. They beat it by 12 billion. There's no reason they shouldn't be paying federal income tax. Right. I'm not saying it needs to be 35%, but it shouldn't be zero. Right. I mean, their sales right here, it says their sales are up 54% higher than last year. Right. Unbelievable. Right. So it's like, what is going to like, because think about like the growth of Amazon. Let's use just Amazon and Apple for right now. I was about to bring up Amazon. They're another the, example, I think of that. Right. The 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 stock valuation. So let's Amazon's at 3,600 bucks or something and Apple's at one. 40, I'm making up numbers. I don't know the exact, right. right. All of that valuation, all of that due diligence is based on the idea that they pay no federal income taxes. If they start paying federal income taxes, what are, there has to be a market implication, right? Something has to happen that it's less money going to Apple's bottom line. You can't, you can't tell me that the market's not going to ding them for it right there's going to be a correction it's going to be probably big for a lot it's of going to be huge Interesting. it's going to be yeah. huge there's no way uh, maybe like listen i'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow but it's going to happen right there's so much societal chatter about how much these companies are being give you know listen if bernie sanders had gotten elected it would happen on you know day seven but right I have to imagine as the country gets more progressive and wants to, sorry. Um, Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. I got a phone call. As the company gets more progressive and wants to help build the lower class and the middle class, it's going to come at the expense of these corporations. That's what I like about this. The whole, I mean, it goes, there's obviously a lot to this, but that's what the whole, the GameStop thing is. That's, Part, I think that's this is a, that's like a piece of that puzzle. What aspect of it? Like I think that the whole like the whole like Citadel, what it not? I can't remember off the top of my head now. Citadel or Melvin? I mean, these hedge funds are shutting down because of what people are doing with what what people are doing with the GameStop stuff. And I think that's just a piece of that whole like you just said, like the whole becoming more progressive and kind of sticking it to these these bigger companies like like apple and amazon that sort of thing yeah i think there'll also be a there's going to be some sort of uh legal impact to this gamestop thing in the future i i don't think it'll be uh directly tied to that but the you know the insider trading it laws are so like um you have to like you can get around insider trading laws like pretty easily by like, that's why like when you look at like wall street bets boards, like everyone's just being like, I like the stock, you know, they're just saying like, I'm not saying buy it. I'm just saying, I like it. Right. It's all semantics. Right. It's all semantic. I I can't imagine that (laughs) the, the the entire insider trading laws are built on the idea of semantic. Like that's not going to keep going where you could just be like, well, I didn't say that. I said, I liked it. Right. I um yeah I mean I'm still because I we did you completely get out of GameStop entirely? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I have I have 15 shares of it still. Um, and What's it every at? day I wake up and I'm like checking. I just checked it a minute ago. It's at 180. So I, I I'm I'm so literally invested and and just like emotionally invested into what's going to happen. It's just so crazy. I mean, it could be until July until anything. Ha- I mean, it's just so I'm just dying to see what's it's so interesting to me the drama is so real yeah i mean i i don't know i don't i know nothing about playing the other side of these shorts so it's like i played it 
for that like three months. It was really fun, but I'm like, I can take, I, I like, um, I was okay taking some of a loss, but I also was like, there's a bunch of crazy other crazy things that are happening in the market that if I want a real short-term gain, I can just take it right now. Right. Something like Doge or whatever crypto. Cause before GameStop, I wasn't even really invested in crypto. Right. That's, I mean, honestly, and I, I haven't really, I haven't, and I've talked about this on podcasts, but I haven't really been, I mean, there's a lot of stocks I've been kind of looking at, but it's like, I haven't put, I haven't put any money into anything really except for Doge and GameStop. I'm really focusing on watching those two um, and seeing how that goes. And I'd like to see GameStop pop off and then, uh, then I can get back to, you know, really focusing on like, you know, legit investing. Not that the the GameStop thing is not legit, but it's also, it's an anomaly. It's not normal. Um, I think it is the new normal though. I think that, um the idea of focused like the the any kind of institutional investor is always going to tell you to diversify because it's the safest thing to do uh-huh. but th- the idea of diversification was built around a totally decentralized um information space so you diversified because your access to information was limited. I'm painting with broad strokes here. I know I'm painting with broad strokes. Course, so yeah. if anybody wants to DM me that I'm whatever. Um, but because you have so much access to information and not just uh, due diligence information, but you have access to what other people who are similar to you are doing, I think that there is going to be for right or for wrong, less of a focus on um, diversification and more of a targeted focus because the GameStop situation has proved that when enough people can get together and have one single common goal, they can operate as a institutional investor. Right. Absolutely. I mean, if you get enough people all pushing in the same direction, the needle moves. Right. Um, it is interesting, but too it's never I- happened before. Yeah. It's never been able to happen because for whatever reason, lack of information, lack of communication, lack of money, the fact that people were laid off from their jobs and everybody was sitting at home. It was a perfect storm that I think people are going to find a way to weaponize. I mean, look at any, any big movement is going to, as the movement gains traction, it only really comes to a head when you learn to harness the energy and weaponize it yeah i think well but and here maybe you have because i've also been seeing a lot of stuff on reddit that's talking about like if and when this gamestop thing does pop off people are saying it's going to tank the market like the whole market is people are saying it's going to collapse the market because it's going to be so big and the money is going to be so huge and and the gains will be so large and, and the stock price will be, I mean, it's just going to be such a increase that it's going to ruin everything else. That's another reason I mean, that I've kind of, that's what was happening. On. That's what was happening in, you know, the, those big weeks in January, like the market was tanking entirely and right. it's because they have to right size their books. Like, you know, it's, they can't just continue to pay these short interest positions and not, offset it by selling something else you know there there's only a certain amount of money in these institutional investors right so yeah so okay so then that is kind of i mean that is probably what's going to happen then so that's but again i don't know what the short interest is anymore i yeah i don't know i think it's i mean i'm pretty sure it's it's very high i don't it's interesting too because there are people talking now about there was like a vote um for like board members and chairman members of the chair and all that stuff recently for GameStop, which I know people were all talking about because they were trying to show that something about trying to expose the number of shares out there versus the number of votes that come in. That is supposed to be a a big thing that's happening. It's happening soon. So I'll be curious to see how that, that whole thing plays out. That just adds another layer to what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but that's another reason, like I said, I'm not really invested in anything else because I like, I really want this GameStop thing to pop off so I can quit my job and focus on other things. But when that does happen, I do think that it's, you know, the market's going to take a fucking shit. So yeah. Interesting. Well, I think that's, that's it. You know, that's a good uh, place to stop. I think you said um, you want to talk about Amazon though, right? Well, I mean, we we can talk about Amazon real fast. I don't know. We've been going for like 45 minutes, but we can definitely talk about it. I don't want to keep you over. I know you got a busy day. Um, but we can talk yeah, about no, I, 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 I made a huge, like, uh, I was very angry at myself because when the pandemic started, I was like, I sat down and was like, okay, what, what do I, if the pandemic goes super long, what do I think there's going to be, what are good investments that are tied to the pandemic? This is not a, uh, a, a morally right thing to, to look at, but I lost my job and needed to find a way to maximize my income. So I sat down and was like, okay, if the pandemic continues, it goes crazy. What kind of stocks are going to go crazy? So I was like, okay, the healthcare market is going to go crazy. Telemedicine is going to go crazy. Um, Telecommunication stuff. Telecommunications, gambling. That was what I invested in. And like an idiot, I was... I didn't invest in Amazon like a moron. I like I had some Amazon holdings, but like Amazon over the last year, again, you can pull it up if you have it, but like, I'm sure the growth was nuts. I mean, you gave the Apple earnings B. I'm sure that the Amazon number, cause like I got, I, I was, nobody wanted to go into a grocery store. Nobody wanted to go into like half the stores were closed for seven, eight months. I mean, the growth in Amazon was probably crazy. Yeah, let me, I'm going to try and look it up real fast. It looks like uh, 2020, uh, they had a 37.62 increase from 2019. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and that's before, what's funny too, because so 2017, a 30.93 increase, 2018, um or excuse me. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. They've increased every year. It's interesting because though in 29, from 2019 to 2018, it went down. And then obviously in 2020, it went up crazy. 2018 to 2019, it went down. Is that eight, what you said? Eight, yeah. 18 to 19, it was a 20% increase. Um, Got it. It didn't go down. They just, the it just increase didn't increase as down. much. Right. Right. Um, and now, you know, they're talking, the rumors are that it, there's going to be a massive stock split. Um, which is good if you're if you're an Amazon holder, right? I mean, it's going to increase your value. It's good either way because if you're you know if you're a, a holder right now, you're gonna your total investment is gonna is gonna stay the same, but you're gonna have more shares. Which right. have any time that a stock splits, as long as the the financials are good, you know the the concept is that eventually the stock is gonna get back to is gonna continue to increase. That's the purpose of the split. Right. Um, even and if you're not a holder and you want to buy Amazon, you think Amazon has a long growth potential, then you're gonna now get it at whatever. Let's say it's at three thousand bucks. It's a ten for one split. You're gonna get a split. You're gonna get it. Uh, be able to buy Amazon for three hundred bucks. That's right. It's like awesome. when, when I had Tesla and Tesla split a couple. When it was, I don't even know when that was. It was like probably two years ago at this point. Two years ago, yeah. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. When when Tesla split, that was huge for me. Yeah. So like. You know, if it happens, it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I think that it's going to be like an IPO where it's going to split. And then I think it's going to go nuts because people are going to be like, I, it's a, you know, it's a deal. Right. Because that's people, that's, I like, mean, I might, yeah, I'll, I would definitely, if, when, if, and when that happens, I mean, I'll be, cause I don't have any Amazon. It's always been out of my reach. Uh, or out of what I'm willing to go for, I guess. But if it does split it, it's uh, kind of on sale. I, you know, I'll be right there. Right. But it's also like most investors are not like you're there's, you know, institutional investors, there's retail investors, then there's fucking morons, right. Who are investing, but have no idea what they're doing. So you're probably somewhere between a retail investor and a fucking moron, right. So somewhere <laughs> yeah, like probably closer to the retail investors, yeah, but absolutely. there's going to be people who just see Amazon at 300 bucks have no idea why it's at 300 bucks and buy the shit out of it. Right. So it's a, it's a good, it's a good position to be in either way. Do you have a guess as to when you think that might happen? No clue. Yeah. No idea. Right. I, I'm going to guess 
I'm going to guess they, they're going to want to tell like all, I, I would guess it's going to happen before uh, the next budget reconciliation bill, which they're talking about is going to have some sort of corporate tax rate adjustment. So I'm going to imagine they're going to want to do the stock split before then so that if there is any kind of right sizing in the market, that it can kind of do it at the lower stock price than at the higher stock price because right. you'll see less volatility like you're one percent uh a one percent decrease on three hundred dollars is a is a way less number than one percent on three thousand dollars right okay yeah i mean that's solid that's that makes total sense i again i'm i'm making shit up yeah, but that would be my guess sounds solid well, Ari, thank you for doing the uh, podcast again. I uh, I love when you get to co-host uh, or be a guest or whatever you're doing. I appreciate you. So do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, 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 uh. No. All right. Follow me on social media. They call me Ari on all platforms, including OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. How's that going? It's okay. It's fine. I mean, it's... When you're not showing whole, you're not making serious money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a barrier that you got to breach. Uh, I'm hoping I don't breach it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, check out our Patreon. Um, Hold my bread on Patreon. Uh, Matt Backus uh, sucks on social media. I will be in uh, Boise, um, Idaho, at the end of May. So check out the Boise uh, Comedy Festival because I will be there. I'm going to have some hopefully merch if you guys want to come get some I'm going to I got a new pin coming out I'm excited to uh to promote hell yeah that. so I don't yeah. know if I'm going to be there yet we can talk off off air yeah 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 um awesome all right well thank you for listening uh we will talk to you next week goodbye <laughs>